This episode was brought to you by Autograph Events, our sponsor. Thank you for tuning into the Crody Files. I'm Craig Bryson. And I'm Jodie Mears. And together, we are, are the, the Crody, Crody Files. Files. In this episode, we're going to talk about an administrative assistance guide to using new tech. This is always difficult, isn't it? It is. Again, it's a hot topic, isn't it? It is. Everybody's talking about it. But But AI is the new technology. It is new technology, Um, yeah. But there are hundreds of other new technologies out there. I think because the hardware of computers is evolving with every six months, everything goes out of date. So hardware becomes obsolete because the software is sort of working on the hardware. So that's why new software are always coming out within maybe every week. That I found this like new. There's another software to learn, another software to learn. <laughs> and because they're usually productivity, time efficiency, saving types of collaborative software, yeah. it really relates to our industry. It does. And yeah. it's really important that we do sort of stay on top of what's coming out just to be knowledgeable and ready for any change. Oh, yeah. I think sort of playing around with software, uh, new tech, is really fun for me. You always call me the geek. <laughs> It's not your I thing. I can think of other things to do that are a bit more fun. Uh, Craig. Craig loves a laptop. I do. With a new technology, new. Uh, I get all excited. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I definitely embrace the software part. Yeah. Yeah. Laptop, I don't really care ah. how thin, how thick it is. Does it switch on? Yeah. What's my password? Yeah. Great. Let's go. Yeah. You're a bit more wooed. Yeah, I am. Because as a, as a graphic designer, to make sure when you're like uh, rasterizing something in Photoshop. What? Te- <laughs> what? Rising? Rasterizing. Rasterizing. <laughs> the computer has to convert all the colors and stuff. It takes hours if you haven't got a FOSS per laptop or a high definition screen. So the hardware is important as well as the software. So I, I was going to say, why are you not in IT support? <laughs> you were, weren't you? I, I know everybody in the office always <laughs> comes to me. IT is on the on the fourth floor. It's oh, Craig sitting right over there. We're going to ask him. <laughs> so when we we spoke about you know ne- internal networking and getting to know your IT guy, you're just <laughs> I am the you, IT you're guy. Just everything. <laughs> I'm you're everything. Just everything mixed up. So. With learning and development, this all comes part and parcel of learning new things in general, doesn't yes, it? Really? Yeah. We've had a few questions concerning CPD. What is it? How does it tie into what we're talking about as well? So we thought we would cover CPD. What is that? I'll tell you. It is Continuous Professional Development, CPD. Wow. In the UK, that's something that's quite poignant in learning and development. Um, Pretty sure it's similar everywhere. Everywhere, else yeah. Let us know because I know we have a lot of listeners globally. Yes. So if continuous professional development is different in your country, do let us know. Email us. We'd like to to know and yeah. understand a bit more. Share the knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> There's also CIPD, which is a, a governing body. So for me, it's been really useful understanding what CPD is, how it works, how it affects me, and how it can benefit me. First of all, understanding. What does it mean in the workplace? And 
for me, understanding it and being able to relay it to the person paying for the training course I was requesting yeah. is really important because yeah. I could bat out those unnecessary questions to say, I want to go on this course. It is accredited and it does give me CPD points, which aids towards my collection of the points. What is points? How does that work? Yeah, so CPD, you can collate the points. There are various platforms and agencies or companies, if you like, that help you collate them. For me, I'm a member of the IAM, the Institute of Administrative Management. Every year I, in the members portal, I will document and upload my evidence of what I've done learning and development-wise. Attending events or doing a course? Yeah, all of that. Webinars, attending events, industry-related events, networking's on there as well. Having panel discussions, that's on there. Of course, all the industry-related learning and development courses as well. And at the end of the year, it gives me an overview, a tally, me being organized and make sure I'm accountable for my own learning and development. That's what I find it really useful. It's like a digital imprint of you, isn't it? Of my year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Which you can use at the end of your reviews, couldn't you? Yeah. My annual appraisal, appraisal, end of year review, I will bring that up. It's a really good reminder. Not only do we have that tally or that sheet that we spoke about okay. before, of what do you, you know, keep a list of all the projects you've been involved yeah. with, but also on the professional development side of things, I will download the report at the end of the year from the IAM to support my review. review and my chat. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Well, and you how do you do that? You just go onto IAM and, and sort of uh, set it up account or? Yeah, you, set, you, you, you become a member and then you can um, use the member portal to um, track your learning and development. There's a minimum number of points you need every year. But it really does give you a focus on your own accountability for learning and development. So I like doing that. It really does help me support conversations because yeah. at the end of the year, what did I do? It's, like, it's so exhausting because you might have done so much. Exactly. Remembering. So I think it's quite important. And using new technology kind of wraps into that, the importance of continuous professional development, if you think of that. Yeah. You're constantly keeping abreast of what's happening in our industry but don't be afraid of new technology at all be excited be curious ask questions and try them out there's loads of communication tools and apps monday.com trello Trello. like trello (laughs) click up click up Uh, mirror mirror boards mirror boards yeah we use those and asana that's just like a couple yeah. Just like, just a few. There's so many more. What I do, well, I don't do this at work. I do on my personal time on the weekend, as you know, like I'm a bit of a geek. So download the software. You have a sort of a two week or 30 day trial period and you can play around and see if you like it or not. And then there's always a subscription of like six pounds per month after that. I use that with Photoshop. It's so much easier to buy, mm-hmm. instead of buying 3,000 pounds with other software. You can pay six quid per month and I can use the software and cater what I wanted to do. I, just that FYI, if you do download a software, put a little diary sort of reminder to cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want it forever. If you don't want it forever, you're just trying it for two weeks or 30 days. 
make sure you have the diary reminder because when you got a credit card that's from statements and it's like, where did that come from? And they're oh, I've got to cancel that software. <laughs> and don't download it on your uh, work, work PC, PC just yeah. in case, you know, IT come yeah. hurtling through the doors and <laughs> want to shut you down and kick you out of yeah. the door. Do ask questions. It might be something that you're asking for that's already purchased as a, a license through IT yeah. and they hadn't realized that you might want to use it in your role because they just assumed that that license for that software is for project managers or for the architects. So be curious. Yeah. Ask the question first at work to say, do we have so-and-so? Do we have access to this? Yeah. You know. So with, with my company, they've been amazing because being dyslexia, it's something that you, you can't have any control over. So when I spoke to my boss and they spoke to IT and they actually got software called Got It. And you can download that and so it's on my work PC. Anytime I need to proofread anything, I can copy that information and mm. put it into this software. It will tell you the grammar here, full stop there. And, and, and oh, actually teaches me how to actually, when you visually see it, oh, okay, then you'll remember it because you're always... Visual recognition. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I would work more with images than with thinking of words. And the reason why they use that particular one, not Grammarly, is because Grammarly is a third-party server. So when you load up a document that's confidential, it will be taken to a server to be assessed. So with the software that's on my computer, it's only limited to my laptop. We have Grammarly. I like using Grammarly. It's a really good reminder, especially like... Once I get creative and into the flow of things, I'm <laughs> typing at a million miles an hour and making a lot of mistakes and having to go back and proofread it. I do like Grammarly. Grammarly I use personally. I like that. Yeah. But I, we have a license at work, so maybe there's oh, like a corporate version of Grammarly. I'm sure there yeah. is. But do check them all out. Ask IT. You might be surprised. There might already be something that the company has subscribed to anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Be curious. Keep on top of new and emerging technology because that will lead you into becoming more of that strategic. Yeah, PA, we discussed that PA, in another PA, episode. PA. So yeah, keep on top of new emerging technology because this we feel like this is the entry route of becoming that strategic PA. Yes. I do believe you can be a strategic VA as well. And we speak to a lot of virtual assistants. Yeah, we do. They are so knowledgeable with their tech. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it is shocking. They are really on top of it. Did they you are. feel slightly I did. You know, threatened there? <laughs> you did think, oh, hello. Hello, where did this come from? A fellow, yeah. a fellow IT boss. <laughs> yeah. VAs, I take my hat off. Yes, me too. You learn so much. It's quite astounding really it's so interesting to work with or, or speak with network with a va ask them the differences between an employed corporate ea and a va really interesting to learn they are always on top of new tech because their time efficiencies need to be there when yeah. they're working because they're not they're not clients. visible are they that's that's probably why i think yeah that too but we work for just one entity exactly VAs can work for up to, I don't know, how many do you take on? Like yeah, let four, us know. five entities, companies that yeah. you're working on. So having these platforms to keep everything together, yeah. they do get exposed to a lot of new tech. So if you do network and there's a VA in your group, do ask them, what do they use? How do they use it? And see where you can merge that into your day-to-day -day role in the office. Yeah. Be open to new, trying new things. I think that's also important. Don't be afraid to experiment. I just think you try it. If you don't like it, 
sometimes you feel like with that. So we were talking about in another episode, about, oh, I don't like using Google because the way it is, I only can use Outlook. But we are trying it. We're using it in our personal styles. Yes, we're using yeah. that. So that is new technology. That And just because it don't maybe look a certain way of what you're used to, there probably is the capability there yeah. to adjust the settings. So if you're at a loss as to, why isn't it looking like this? Why doesn't it do that? It probably does. You, yeah. you probably just need to go and listen to a webinar. I think, or, uh, I think we expert. can think, the problem is, I, well, no, it's not a problem. I think when computers started coming out, Microsoft was on the forefront and therefore we had to learn how that software worked. So the layout, this is how you do it, cut, control C, all that. But now new software coming out, it's evolving. So anything that you're trained many, many years ago, it's now changing to make it easier and quicker for you, but you overthink it and trying to make it, no, but I did this in Outlook. Why is it I not doing it to this one? It's because you just click it. You don't need to right click and add that. It's, it's all simple, but you overthink it sometimes on new technology mm. and you don't need to. You just need to take a step back. Don't think because it was like that, it's going to be like this. It isn't. You're just more basic. And attend those webinars. Be Definitely. curious. Enlisted to help of an expert or a contributor, Shelley Fischel. She is an amazing MS Office Suite guru. Yeah. Tap into those resources. There's paid resources. They're free. Sometimes there's newsletters. There's, there's YouTube tips. as well. YouTube. Yeah, there are so many different ways to get the information you need. So if you do need any sort of personal recommendations, do get in touch. Email us uh, yes. through the website. Yeah. Craigandjody.com yeah. would be more than happy to sort of tailor some advice to you. And if we don't know, we can reach out to our networks. And get back to Definitely. Them. We're yeah. always able to say, I'm not sure, but I'm going to find that out for you. The Crody Files is brought to you by Autograph Events, our show sponsors. Autograph Events are the experts in providing a complete event management solution. From free global venue finding through to full on-site event management, executive away days, team building and off-site meetings, they can help us plan it all. They offer that extra pair of hands, a bit like the assistant's assistant. The best part is they understand how we like to work. They understand our role. So for more information, email events at autograph-events.co.uk quoting Crody Files 2023 to find out how they can help you plan your next event and for your personal reward. Terms and conditions apply. Please see our website craigandjody.com. Next is our listener question from Charmaine Duplessis. Hi, Crody. I have to liaise with another EA and another organization to organize meetings between our two executives. This EA is rather prickly and the tone of their emails is always short and snappy. Do you have any tips in building a rapport and gaining their trust, please? So this is a difficult one. Uh, I've always, uh, I've had difficult clients that are prickly. What is prickly to you? Uh, Let's give some context okay. to that. To I think when it's a sentence, remember we were talking about one sentence, no, yes, or I need this done now. You haven't replied back to my email. You know, and then they CC your boss is there. 
So a little bit, you know, you're brushing me up the wrong way. Yeah. You, you sound a bit off. You yeah. sound a bit curt. You sound yeah. a bit rude. Rude, yeah. They'll yeah, probably a bit, a bit um, to the point. But not everyone's going to have those fluffy intros and outros no. to their. Hi, how are you? Just I always do. I did. I always do because I think every person is the new person that you're going to meet, and you don't Definitely. know who you're talking to. You know. Definitely. I was working with someone years ago that was racing to a meeting in London. There was a lot of pushing and shoving on the tube. And it anyway, it was a long story, but it turns out that she didn't realize the person she was, let's just say, exchanging words with on the escalators down to the tube and getting a bit short-tempered was exactly the same person who ended up in our conference. <laughs> so you've got to be really <laughs> careful how you, you address, address people, yeah. how you approach situations. You never know. So yeah. in our world, yeah. and what Charmaine is alluding to, their emails can be short and snappy. Snappy. You don't want to continue that cycle. No. You never know when you're going to come face to face with that prickly client EA. <laughs> and you don't want there to be an air of animosity. Yeah, yeah. Just a bit of negativity. Yeah. I've always stuck with it. Kill them with kindness. Definitely. Kill them <laughs> with kindness. You catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Just oh, being sweet oh as God. anything. <laughs> and, and if that doesn't work, pick up the phone. Her father might have died or somebody, you know, something might have happened on that side for that person to be prickly. But I mean, if it's once, okay, fair enough. Yeah. If it's twice, mm, okay. Yeah. And then three, strike. You know, we need to have a conversation. We need to have a conversation, yeah. yeah. And yeah. if you don't, and you don't feel confident to have a conversation, and it's going to be difficult it approaching is. it, uh, but sometimes you'll be surprised where they say, I didn't even know, I'm so sorry it come across like that. Just let me know if I'm ever like that to you again. Let me know. It yeah. could have the, more of that outcome than yeah. your expected argument. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not like that. I'm not like that, yeah. <laughs> it needs to, but three strikes, I think you... Owe it to yourself to let people know how you want to be treated. Yeah, but you know, it's like you getting blamed for being the victim. What were you saying that last time you said you're having yeah. this animosity and oh, you're the victim? You yeah, know. I mean, when you get told to be the bigger person. Oh, the bigger person. That was yeah, right. I don't yeah. like that. No. Because why should you bear the brunt of someone else's rudeness by yes. being the bigger person? It never <laughs> comes back to the instigator. Yes, yeah. The instigator of the rudeness in this example they should be the bigger person <laughs> yeah yeah exactly why does it always fall on the shoulders of, of the, the victim always. or the receiving end yeah. of someone else's rudeness and it's because we don't like having difficult conversations we don't we always push it under the carpet and then we talk about it oh did you did, did you see you? that email for me i will say well did you let her know and they're like no i no. didn't i'm too scared to no well <laughs> Well, then it's still going to keep on to continue. It's going to be a vicious cycle. Yeah. I would pluck the courage to have that conversation. And the ways you can do that, because I know for me, I would be thinking, oh, it's all right you saying that, but how do you approach that? For me, I would, so you have one is a reaction, which is talking from the heart. So your feelings. The other one is a response, which is thinking with your head. So I would either leave the office, walk around and get a coffee, just calm down and then approach it. So you take your mind off it, you assess it and then you come back. So that's, you don't want to be sort of using your heart, you know, your emotions and you want to have a thoughtful procedure on how you think this is strategic because you're always going to be a listener. You always need to listen. So, so. don't react immediately. So having our three strikes. 
yeah. it's kind of good because you're allowing that buffer time exactly. for things to reoccur again. Yeah. Maybe sleep on it, let emotions die down. <laughs> but I really think it's important. You should be able to let me know how I made you feel. Yes. Because I might be repeating unconscious biases yeah. and unconscious catchphrases in my head that I don't realize are offensive. And I've yeah. had people do that to me. Yeah. And I've had to say, do you realize the way you respond to certain questions? It's really actually hurts not, me. Yeah, it's actually not the dumb thing to do in this day and age. Yeah, but people don't like talking about their feelings, do they? No. It's like, yeah, I, <laughs> it's like I, that vulnerability <laughs> You've yeah, upset me. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what do we do about that? Yeah, then? right, yeah. Partnerships and relationships at work are really important. You need to set your boundaries with people, how you want to be spoken to, and just approach it calmly, collectively. Don't send texts. Don't fight the fire with the fire. Don't send back a lengthy email either. Yeah. Pick up the phone. See if we can have a conversation. If you're interested in maintaining that relationship. Yeah, but, you know, it's still out of respect for myself, I would, Give her a call and just be sort of, you know, in a nice voice. Say, how are you? And all that. But mm. don't say, you really hurt my feelings. You know? <laughs> There's a way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. If you want to escalate it, you can come with me with that one. Yeah. <laughs> we have got to have some conversations. Those emails, as we mentioned in a previous episode. Yeah. Is try not to use them one-liners no. that will come across short and snappy. Yeah. You're using like three or four words, and then yeah. you read those three or four words, you're going to think, oh, oh okay. That will I get. <laughs> yeah, it will come across like that. So using effective language to get the point or the question across initially really helps eliminate that if you're the instigator of the, the, the prickly conversations. Yeah. So what are your top tips? And this episode, oh. we have two conversations, one with tech we and have. one with prickly. So yes. interesting. Um, with the new technology, be again, just like with the AI, be curious, network, understand what others are using, ask questions. And if you're not able to use the new technology now, don't just go along to these webinars and training sessions just because. Try and take some of what you've learned and absorb and apply them into your personal life. Ray gloves doing that and using these new technologies. And look where you're able to share knowledge, yeah. even though your company are not using half of the things that you're aware of. But I'm always putting out fires every time. It's like, we have this problem. Yeah, if we just do this and this and this, we can use SharePoint for that. We can use Teams for that. We can do that. So knowing that you can always sort of have answers to solutions or, or problems. Definitely. Mine would be champion of change. Oh, yeah. Champion of change. You can be the champion of change yeah. by learning new software, being one step ahead mm -hmm. of the curve. And not being afraid of having difficult conversations. Be patient. Yeah. Be patient with people. Don't allow people to breach your you. boundaries. No. Um, have the confidence to approach difficult conversations and let people know when they've upset you. There's a style of conversation for everything. And again, if anything is bothering you and you want some personal one-to-one -one advice, just email Craig and I via the website at craigandjody.com and we will be more than happy to listen to your personal situation and, and advise you accordingly or point you into the direction of where you can get some advice. So thank you for listening. It's been a great episode. Yeah. Don't forget to check out our website, craigandjody.com, or on any of the social media platforms. 
the Crody files. And we look forward to receiving your Hi Crody messages through the website, sending your emails, bugbears, questions, comments, concerns within the industry. And remember, you're not alone and keep sharing the knowledge. Next episode, we shall be discussing how can administrative assistants achieve a better work-life balance. I'm Craig Bryson. And I'm Jody Mears. And together, we, we are the Crody Files. This episode was brought to you by Autograph Events, our sponsor.